All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to When the Hunt Calls. I am your host, Cliff Cadet, and I am so hyped right now. Um, I got some great news to share and a story to tell. Um, so you know what? I'm going to kick it off with the great news. All right. Um, over the past year, I've been following this Instagram account, um, Norisa Game Calls. Um, Norisa Game Call is a game call company, um, you know, by basically headed up by um, this dude named Mark. Um, I don't want to butcher Mark's name, so I'm not even going to say his last name. But I definitely encourage you to check out um, his Instagram account. Now, the thing that attracted me to Mark and his company Norisa Game Calls is basically this dude's work ethic, his grind, his hustle. Um, he's got a regular nine to five, but um, when he gets home, he's in his basement in his shop creating these beautiful pieces, these beautiful, pretty much works of art. Um, all these calls, man, he's got these uh, doe calls, grunt calls, um, you know, for turkey hunting. He's got these beautiful box um, calls, these slate calls, um, things that like are so appealing to the eye. Um, and, um, so I've been following his content and like I said, really, really appreciating his hustle. Um, and I'm proud to announce that I'd be, you know, partnering with him, um, and Norisa Game Calls, um, in, in terms of, you know, what I'm doing, um, you know, whatever way I can, uh, you know, putting his stuff out there. Cause he's got some great product. He's got some beautiful stuff out there. Um, I was honored, you know, a couple weeks back, Mark gave me a call and, and we had a conversation and bonded primarily over our faith. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's a man of God as I am. Um, and honestly, the talk of the calls was secondary, um, which was kind of, not kind of, but really, uh, uh, it just really impressed me. Um, and, um, we got to talking and he invited me to be a part of his team and I graciously, gracious, graciously accepted. Sorry, you guys, I'm getting tongue tied. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, he's a great dude. It's a great company. He puts out some beautiful product. I encourage you guys to visit Nor'easter Game Calls on Instagram. That's Nor'easter. That's N-O-R-E-A-S-T-E-R Game Calls G-A-M-E-C-A-L-L-S um, Check them out on Instagram And even visit their website um, To see exactly what they've got in stock um, Their website is a little different um, While it is Norisa Game Calls It's spelled N-O-R-E-A-S-T-E-R-G-A-M-E-C-A-L-L-S Dot com um, Check out their website really awesome product um you know what and if you ever get a chance to you know chop it up with um with mark on instagram you'll tell him cliff from uh urban archery nyc sent you all right so now on to exactly why i am recording this particular podcast this evening all right um if you guys follow me on instagram you know that i 
accomplished my first bow kill over the weekend. Um, in New York State, uh, spring turkey hunting season began Friday, May 1st. And on Saturday, May 2nd, I went out for my first ever turkey hunt. And I was successful in harvesting my first turkey, my first bow kill, period. Um, and all of this was made possible um, largely due to, um, you know, a dude that's uh, slowly becoming a mentor for me. And that is Anthony Bamback. Anthony is the assistant director for the wildlife management program um, over at Anglefly Preserve, which is a preserve, uh, wildlife preserve that's about an hour from my home. Anthony reached out to me um, about two months ago, you know, telling me he, you know, he'd like me to be a part of his deer management program and was basically, basically he was offering me the opportunity to be a part of the program um, to be able to hunt there this fall. And then, um, you know, uh, not too long after that, I inquired about turkey hunting there. Um, he told me, unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to hunt the preserve, but that he'd be willing to take me out to public land adjacent to the preserve and basically guide me on, um, you know, my turkey hunt. So all that took place and resulted in an awesome, awesome time. Um, and I had to have, you know, um, a lot of people, let me put it this way, a lot of people since, um, I, uh, you know, harvested my turkey on Saturday, had been asking me to tell the story, had been asking me about details, but it didn't feel right to tell the story without Anthony. So um, I basically brought him onto the podcast so that way he and I could tell the story together because it was a dope, dope day, a dope ass experience. Um, and I wanted to be able to, like I said, because it was made um possible by him i didn't want to tell the story without him so sit back relax and check out my story yo anthony i really want to thank you for you know taking the time out to speak with me but um i really wanted to get you on uh today for this episode especially considering you were pretty much instrumental in me you know, you know killing my first bird you know over the weekend so um, ladies and gents, uh, Anthony Bamback, did I say that correctly? You did, you did. You butchered it on in an Instagram today. But oh, I I'll did. I'll, I'll, I'll forgive sorry, you. Brother. I'll forgive so, you. No, Anthony, thank you. Thank you for having me on tonight. Um, and, uh, it's my pleasure, you know, being just a, a positive light in your journey. I said that yeah, before I... and I'll say it again. Um, just... thank you, man. So real quick, what I wanted to get into was your hunting background because you're you're from New York, just like me, but right outside of New York City, like maybe an hour. Um, and a lot of people don't tend to think of New York as having, you know, many hunters or, or New Yorkers being into hunting, period. So how did you get into hunting? Is it something you grew up with or is it something you just got into later on in life? So no, the, um, I always grew up outside, you know, playing sports, big, big sports person. Um, I grew up fishing, uh, pretty heavily, uh, but never into hunting. My dad didn't hunt, uh, grandparents didn't hunt a couple uncles hunted, but they never really took me underneath their wing. And, uh, so, uh, when I was about 20 years old, I had a friend of mine who was like two years into bow hunting and he kind of challenged me. It was crazy. He was like, you won't buy a bow 
you won't shoot a deer. And that's something you don't do to my, you saw my attitude this weekend. It's like, you don't tell me that, that I'm not going to do something. Mm. Um, and it just lit a fire and it has created a monster. Um, yeah. So that's how I got into bow hunting. Um, not even rifle hunting, just straight bow hunting. Cause Westchester County is only a bow, a, a bow only County, uh, for whitetails. And, uh, nice. Yeah, so um, then I went on to take it to my college career. Uh, um, I have a BA in environmental science from SUNY Purchase uh, with a concentration in policy. Um, then I took it even a step further, and I have a two-year research thesis on uh, red oak mass and the relationship between white-tailed deer activity. Um, and then that led me to be the assistant director of wildlife management at Anglefly Preserve. So, um, everything kind of snowballed into one big thing. Nice. Nice. So, you know what you just mentioned angle fly. So I really appreciate that. Could you let, um, I already know, but could you let my listeners know exactly what the angle fly preserve is? So, uh, angle fly is a 550 acre preserve, roughly not exactly to those numbers, but, um, it's a, a interactive hunting preserve. So, what I mean by interactive is that it's um, is integrated with hiking trails uh, that is open to the public. Um, we have roughly about 100 participants a year that are actively able to hunt it, but maybe we have about 15 guys, 20 guys who hunt it maybe one time, and then we have a core group of hunters, which are about probably six to eight guys. Um, we're a deer management program. Uh, we're allowed to also hunt turkey in the springtime, but uh, we are predominantly a deer management program. That's what we do. Uh, we have a, a list of like goals that we like to have. Um, first of all, is safety. Then we go over to the forest rejuvenation, water conservation. Um, and then we want to be land stewards and teaching people and then um, overall just enjoying harvesting deer. Uh, we're not a, a hunting preserve where we're growing big deer. We're not trying to go giants. Um, we like to shoot does. We like to have people come in and shoot whatever they want. And if you have a good time and you're safe, that's a win in our book every day. So nice, nice. Um, all right, but now, now what I want to do is, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna stop beating around the bush, and we're gonna jump into. Uh, um, why I wanted to record this podcast with you right now, and that Again, the is good about... from this weekend. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. this weekend, brother. So, uh, all right. So, what I'm going to do is I'll start telling the story, and um, and you, I'm going to toss it over to you when it when it comes to I guess specific details about you know, uh, location, you know where we were and stuff like that. Um, so for my listeners, if you guys haven't realized, if you don't follow me on Instagram. First of all, you should be following me on Instagram. Um, yeah. you'd, uh, you'd realize that I had my first bow kill um, over the weekend, just literally uh, two days before, two or three days before you listen to this podcast. Um, it's not only my first kill, but it's also my first uh, turkey. So um, spring turkey hunting season uh, began, started in New York State on Friday, May 1st. Um, Anthony and I met up on Saturday. Now, I'm not going to lie, when, when Anthony first told me we would be meeting up at about 3.30 in the morning, I was like, holy crap. 
but I did it. Um, I drove only only an hour, about an hour from my home. Met up with Anthony at about what three thirty, three forty five in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah, we were excited for Seven yeah. Eleven, then to find out it was closed too. Yeah, exactly, Boiled, right? Seven Eleven. Yeah, plan. exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, so met up, met up with you. Um, and one of the things I gotta uh, say, a really thank you for was being um, really cool with sharing your gear with me. Because um, what equipment did we have with us? We had how many decoys? Uh, so I had um, all avian uh, X's. I had mm-hmm. a Jake, and then I had a breeder hen and a feeder hen um okay. that's usually the typical setup that i go um mm-hmm. to kind of what i find is that the breeder hen is uh you know like looking around head up and then the feeder hen has its like head down making everything comfortable um and then just the like like lifelike reality of all these avians are just unbelievable um and they seem to, to work, even though we didn't even get to use them. But we'll get to that point. We'll, we'll get to yeah. that point. Well, but, we, um, we, we did use them, but it just for no reason at first early in the morning. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. For, for no good reason. Yeah. Um, so um, so we, we met up at like three, like I said, three or forty five in the morning. Pitched, you know, yeah. dark is dark as crap outside. Um, you know, I follow you in my car to. To, um the entrance to uh the public land we were hunting um we got your gear together um what was it so it was the the, the decoys the stake blind um two chairs and then um we started hiking into the property um, correct and um now you had originally planned on trying uh you know before that day to figure out where the turkeys were roosting but unfortunately because you know of your work commitments you weren't able to That's so correct. as we were as we were hiking into the land we were lo- looking for sign and i think you you correct me if i'm wrong you were trying to take us up to a spot that you had harvested a turkey before right uh, yeah 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 so uh two years prior um i have success on this this logging road um it's a hillside that leads into um you know where we want to uh where we want to hunt and um the, the fact that it's just like a, it's a little bit up on a hillside. There's tons of oaks. Um, historically, the birds roost there. Uh, I've harvested birds there before. So, you know, my gut was telling me is that um, that's where we should be. Uh, and then, like you said, I couldn't we couldn't I couldn't roost the birds the night before, which which didn't work out in our favor, because I think we honestly walked underneath a bird in the morning um mm. because of the rain the last two days it was on thursday and friday it poured thursday mm-hmm. um and then we were walking in i was like that's 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 scat that's turkey scat that's fresh um mm-hmm. but at that point we we're too late so um yeah and on top of that it was windy that morning like crazy very wind. very like, really loud yeah yeah the, the weather did not call for that at all um and yeah. i honestly think that subdued a lot of birds on mm-hmm. Saturday morning, um, especially being up on the hillside like we were, uh, having the valley below us, um, I didn't. Yeah, that didn't help us one bit. So, yeah. but that's hey, that's the way things work, right? No, you can't control exactly. Nature. Exactly. So we we set up the decoys, set up the blind, and everything. Basically, everything was set up, and we were both sitting at the base of this tree behind the blind by about five. And um and pretty much we just sat there and waited. Cause sunrise was about a little before six, 
So we just sat there and enjoyed the, you know, peace and quiet and, and watched the sun come up. Um, I would say it was maybe like just a little bit before six, you started hitting that call, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. 5.45, maybe start talking to the hens if they are around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I decided to go with the box call um, that morning because it, I wanted to be louder because of the wind. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was telling you about the Woodhaven calls, especially the Blue Viper that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so raspy. It's amazing. It's so good. Um, but yeah, compared to like a slate call or the mouth call, the box call is typically a little bit louder. And, um, I thought that would be the best option that morning. Um, to no avail though. Of course we didn't have any birds there. Yeah. Cause, cause how long, how long did we sit there? Cause you kept hitting the call like every like 15 minutes or so. Um, what was it? We waited like an hour before. Yeah, we... roughly. And then you know, yeah. there's a point in time we got to look. We looked at each other, and I was like, "This is just. There's no birds. Um, yeah. Let's get up." And it, this, the wind was just knocking down. I think anything that I was putting out there too, um, even having the valley below us, um, if they were down there. Um, so we headed uh, towards more white oaks and red oaks. Um, and then we ran into that other hunter, which confirmed that there were no birds in the area whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, we decided that we were going to walk, uh, take another trail back towards the cars, not the one, not the trail we walked in. And um, as we were walk- walking that trail, we started hearing gobblers, though. Like you hit the call and we actually got a response. Exactly. But, the, like, a little bit yeah. of a running gun, a little bit of a running gun. Um, yeah. But then we ended up getting screwed because, like you mentioned before, it is that um, the the land is open. It has all these trails. It's open to hikers. And this woman came in behind us hiking the same path we were and ended up basically uh, spooking those gobblers, which we weren't very happy about. No, it's, it's, isn't that funny how it works? But, you know, yeah. she, was on, she was on public DEP land, city land. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. Well, it's technically owned by the city, but it's watershed property here. Is what's called in New York, um, and uh, she had every right to be there. And that's no, how. Agreed. That's that's agreed. how things work, and especially with this coronavirus, it's not helping us at all because more people are in the woods. Um, but who knows? You know, that's the way I think. But um, so yes. so we made it back. Back to our cars because we weren't too happy about uh, getting kind of sidetracked by that hiker. No. Um, what, what was the name of this? Because uh, we, you decided you would head over to another piece of property, another piece of land. Do you remember the name of that? Was that Chapman or was that the other preserve? So we went. We headed into Yorktown. All right. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we headed into Yorktown, and uh, this big, giant, more watershed property is broken down into like three sections. It's one eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um. Chapman and Underhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, like I said, I had to throw, I had, I had to throw some shit at the wall, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I know where, like, I, like I, I told you, is that two of the three properties um, I've had success on. So we started at uh, Chapman, um, and we went on a nice long, long walk. Yeah, nice and got long. And hit. Hitting the calls and nothing got no nothing. response. Nope. Yeah. Um, then, then we made the decision to to leave there, and yep. then there was the next property. Was that one under? That was the one. Or? Yeah, it was Underhill. That's correct. Mm. Underhill. All right. Um, 
you know, we had a couple the box call a couple more times trying to hit something. Um, and uh, no avail, no response. So yeah. uh, we bounced out of that spot. And this mm-hmm. is completely running gun now. Yeah. Just, just trying to pull anything possible. But I left the, the best place for last um, uh, because, well, I don't know if you want to go into it or not, but uh, because of some intel that I had that I had some other guys who I know have foiled me in the past, mm. um, blown up my hunts at 118, um, blatantly sat between me and birds. Uh, that's why I didn't even take you there in the first place because, you know, um, some conflict there. Uh, I left oh, it so alone. That's, so, that, so that's why it was the last choice. That's like, why I like choice. a last, yeah, last resort. Because I knew the birds are there, but I didn't know if they were pressured in the morning. So I was like, you know what? Let's leave, leave these birds alone as long as possible. Um, if it's going to work, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we got to 118. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to take it from there. You you go and uh yeah uh, no de- uh, definitely I, I don't mind doing that so we get there um and i think you you hit the call right when we got there but we got no response so we, we were kind of uh, we were kind of a little down because we weren't hearing any response every time you hit the box call and all the properties were going so we really weren't sure if we were going to hear anything back so when we first got to that last piece of property you hit the call when we first got there got no response so I remember you were like, all right, we're going to head up to this one spot where I've had success, you know what, and we'll set up the blind one more time, set up the decoy. And I think you only took up one decoy this time. Um, you didn't, we didn't even bring the chairs with us. No, because it was um, so and, late in the morning. It was like, um, yeah. and just to paint, kind of paint a picture for the listeners here, um, mm-hmm. 118, first of all, these are all mountains, like not, not mountains, I'd say. Oh, yeah, we hiked you, up these hills. Bro. Yeah, we, yeah. So at, th- at this point, we're six miles into our day. Uh, yeah, but by the time we, we, we shot the bird, it was 6.2 miles or something like that for the morning. Um, but to paint a picture, 118 is like a plateau of just, um, ledges up to a big giant oak flat, um, that is in an urban setting, um, that backs houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I guess the elevation change I would guess would be almost like, uh, it's, it's got a be what 600 feet or so roughly yeah yeah i believe um, so yeah um so we so we what we do we we went to the top of one of these um these hills right that's where we had gotten up to oh it. yeah yeah the top of the plateau yeah. the, the the highest basically you can go um yeah so we we get up to the top of this the highest point that we can get and without you even hitting the call at that point because we we had decided i think we had just this decided like all right this is where we're gonna set up and we yep. were i think we had just That's where climbed we spent the, over. the morning yeah exactly and we had just climbed over this kind of like maybe two or three foot um rock wall when yep. out of nowhere without you even i don't think even hitting the call we just heard these gobblers like really loud sounding really close and i just remember hitting the ground like we were hiding from the cops or something like that yeah, like yeah, we yeah, just yeah, hit yeah. the ground hard because like oh. you have all these like big rock structures too here, to, like it's like um big 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 glacier boulders that are like around us. Yeah. Um, and it, you don't even like I don't know if you remember telling me it's like it was the the saw was ripping and the chipper in somebody's backyard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Down, as a matter of fact, as, as down we the backside of the hill. Yeah. And, I, and we're like, oh, I'm like, that's how suburbia works. Yeah. Um, so I forgot about. 
about that. We had all that background. And you heard the gobbles but, over that. I was, I tuned out to them. I didn't, you were like, you, you hear that? You hear that? You hear that? And I was like, to be honest, I didn't hear them. And then, yeah. and then I heard like, you're like, listen, listen, listen. And it was like very faint. And then I hit the box call and then you hit the deck. Like it was crazy. Um, and that's when I told you to look over the rocks and that's where they were going to come from. Cause that's where they always come from. So yeah. I don't know if you take, you can take it from there on that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause, um, so we, we dropped to the ground cause we didn't even get a chance to set up anything. We literally, mm -hmm. we, they were we so they close. Were they were on a string. Exactly. Exactly. So we would just, we just dropped to the ground. Um, you know, I've got my back up against a tree. So there's a tree behind me. I'm sitting on my, on my butt with my legs out in front of me and you're up against the, the rock wall in between the rock wall and the tree and it looked like uh pretty much you were looking through the opening in the rock wall yeah yeah i had like a and, little window uh, yeah and um and i was basically the way i was sitting i had a perfect view over the rock wall and that's when i think i had my phone out and i was recording this and then you literally turned around turned back to me and signaled you know that you saw that hen and so so the first um turkey that came across was a hen she came across now still on the other side of our rock wall, but she came across this one rock wall about 40 yards, this opening in the rock wall about 40 yards away. And then she literally turns right and continues walking along the rock wall and disappears. Correct. So, so you give it a couple minutes and you hit that box call again and then bang, we get that response again. And just like a few minutes right after that, these three jakes like what was it, like two jakes and a tom come crossing yeah. this wall um, the tom wasn't it wasn't he wasn't huge um yeah i'd say maybe like six eight inches on the beard still mm -hmm. a beautiful bird you know, you know no matter what yeah. um and uh yeah the, the the two jakes with them um but that that hen coming over the rock over the the, the giant boulder basically yeah. um and the rock wall was the best thing that could happen um, exactly because they all three of them were following her exactly they, they 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 were they so they had eyes on her and then they were hearing our call mm -hmm. so that like you said that helped a lot so those three guys came across the wall as well and again i i ranged them at maybe uh and just you know eyeballing it um at about 40 yards or so and um i remember you hit the call but just ever so slightly to bring them in a little bit closer you know what i'm saying well, and yeah, then you stick Go ahead. No, uh, so at that point, like they they were just trying to like the the Jakes or the Tom. I don't, clearly can't tell. Um, some crouched down against between a tree and a rock wall. Um, are putting at this point because they're looking for where this call is coming from. Mm -hmm. So at that point, like they're trying to feel secure. They're trying to make sure everything's safe. Um, they don't have a visual on a hen anymore because they knew that the hen was here and they they are following a hen. So like they're really confused at this point. Um, and these are pressured birds, uh, so they're educated, mm -hmm. um, and, and they're putting so slightly, and that's like, you know, saying just a couple, couple putts, a couple clucks, you know, just mm -hmm. the slightest touch of the box, um, to make them feel comfortable and keep them around. Uh, yeah. And then, then, uh, the whole sequence got started of the, you know, where yeah. I looked, I looked back at you and I said, take it. Can can you make that shot? <laughs> yep. And that's all I was waiting for. Because truth be told, when they first came over the wall, that's a shot I could hit. 
but I wasn't going to shoot without you knowing that I was going to shoot. So I was waiting for you to turn around to me. And the mid and now at this point, when you did turn around to me, they were already, they already had come in closer and you made that signal. Like, can you get over the wall? I was, and I whispered to you, I was like, as long as you duck, I was like, I can make that shot. Yeah. 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 Get, get, get crouched down, crouched down. And I'm yep. thinking the whole time I was like, well, cause technically like, you know, we're just building a relationship here. Um, we've been in contact for like two months, talking, chatting it up, bouncing ideas and stuff. And, um, and then we finally met, but to trust you shooting kind of over my back like that, that, that was like, it was, it, it was just a fuck it moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> we like, came this far, no, we came this far. Um, and you were sitting on your butt too. And I was like, this is crazy. Like not too many people can shoot from their ass. Um, yep. you know, shooting from a <laughs> knee, you know, kneeling down, but to shoot sitting down, like legs out flat, uh, is dude, impressive. That was, that was, was very was, impressive. Dude, you, you basically gave me the green light. That's and it. And I remember just literally bringing my bow to full draw, then, you know, peeking my head out over the wall and just using my pin and tracing a line up the ground to center mass on that bird, and I let it fly. Dude, th you know what? One, thank you for trusting me enough to one duck like that and let me shoot over you. You know what I'm saying? And it would only be my ass that I would have taken, taken the, <laughs> you know, taking the arrow in. Nah, bro. And then two, thank you for, you know, just... Uh, being that mentor, you know what I'm saying, and being patient, because like I said, um, you know, in the on social media today on Instagram, you had this, you know, this no quit attitude, you know, the whole day. It was just like, all right, you know what? They're not responding here. We're going here. All right, they're not responding here. We're going here. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that you kept that attitude going, bro, just it just made made for the, the you know what? It made that ending perfect for that day. Well, you're I, saying I, kind of. I really ahead, appreciate. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. I really appreciate those kinds of words. Um, you know, I, that was just kind of my upbringing uh, between sports um, and a strong work ethic that my parents and my grandparents raised me on um, has led me into like the same thing in my hunting career. Um, just don't ever give up. Like we're out here, we're working. You know, mm -hmm. it's the we're not we're not given the birds. It's it's not just like. It's not like God was like, here you go, you can have this. No, you need to work for it. You need to earn it. Um, and that's what makes, you know, the way I do my, the way I do my things in the woods so, so rewarding. It's because you work for them. Um, mm -hmm. There's guys out there who do it the cheap way, and that's, that's not how you do it. And that's not how I roll. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you delivering that shot at 25 yards is was just a absolute highlight um for me in like the way like my career because it's just like it's paying it forward it's allowing somebody else to experience what i've been able to experience now for eight years um uh especially in these times too it's like all about like lending a hand to somebody um mm. it's being proactive instead of being reactive exactly uh, i don't know if you want to like get off topic here about it but uh, I think it's important to touch on is like there's a lot of guys out there who are so secretive about hunting and don't want to, let, especially here in Westchester, like you don't let anybody know about anybody's spots. You don't let anybody like this is my deer. This is my turkey. No, it's God's turkeys. It's God's deer. It's 
nature. It's mother nature's. See, it's not nobody else. It's nobody else's but them's, and you have to go work for it. Um, hey, dude, and and I appreciate you for that because even um before you know the turkey hunt over the weekend. You know, you and I met the week before and you were showing me around the property and you were showing me your spots. You know what I'm saying? And But they're and, not my and, spots, though. They're nature spots. Well, but, but, and I, and no, I'm, no, just, and I, I'm just yeah, a steward. But, well, you know what? Let me put it this way. You were showing me the locations where you've been successful in the past in harvesting, you know, deer and t- turkey and everything like that, which, again, is not the like you just mentioned, is not the norm necessarily with guys in that area. So, you know, for that, I'm thankful for you, for you sharing that information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, to be, they, I, that's why I show trust in people that I believe have a good message and a good underlying core values of ethics, morals and values. Um, it's not like I'm going to go and take Joe Schmo off the street. If I, you know, I see something that I believe in and I like their, you know, like I loved your vision. I loved your, your, your message. I loved everything you were going for. And you just need a little bit of a boost. Um, and that's why I'm feel comfortable with that because I know you're already, I know that you won't cross me on it. Like, I know you wouldn't overstep that line. Like, you know, these are my spots. You know, this is what I was showing you about. Yeah, I, I'm okay with you hunting them, of course, because it's, especially with the preserve, it's, it's the preserve. I want deer shot. That's my job is to have Got deer it. taken. Um, but where do we get off the track there? Um, oh, no, it's all right, dude. Don't even worry about it. Um, it's it, no, no. Cause we were, we were talking about, um, I guess just, you know, thanking you for having that, you know, no quit attitude and whole nine. And you, you yeah. were talking about, you know, that's how you were raised and such. So listen, at the end of the day, man, you know what it's, it all came together. Maybe not the way we had expected, not the way we had planned, but you know what it's from just, in in hunting as it is in just you know regular everyday life you just got to roll with it you got to just that, be be able to adapt to you know changing situations that's what makes it so fun exactly <clears throat> it's so un, it's nothing you can't predict it you you don't nothing is written in stone you got to just roll with the punches and if you're persistent and you have a good attitude things good things will happen you know uh the you know the quote mark kenyon um and I take this and I, I honestly put it to heart all the time. Um, you fall seven and you get up eight. You fall seven and you get up again. Uh, it is one of the biggest things that I've like, I, I, I love him. And it's been such a driving factor in my mentality as a hunter. And it, it's a major part of why I, I, I am like that too. Um, to be honest though, can we talk about how you smoked that bird? And I know we're in quarantine and we're not supposed, we're supposed to be social distancing. But I don't, <laughs> I don't care, man. Dude, we jumped up, celebrated. You know what I'm saying? I heard the like, thud. I heard the thud. I heard and the, the wings flapping. And I was just like, yeah, that's a dead <laughs> bird. Then do we tell the, do we tell the story about, you know? Oh, uh, what do you mean? The Jake getting up. Oh yeah, so so it's something that I I learned from you because we were so busy celebrating. Um, I completely forgot one the, the the piece of advice that somebody told me was like once you shoot the bird, don't forget to chase them down because they might run off. So that was one thing. But then I didn't know until you told me that once a, a turkey shows a sign of weakness, that um, what do you call it? the the other birds start jumping them. Mm-hmm. So we had to to like run them off. 
Well, uh, not even run him off. I wanted to try and shoot one. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, wow. So that was the funny part. You hopped over the wall, knocked an arrow. Yeah, I was ready to shoot another bird. I was trying to double up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. And get your bird for the day. Yeah, yeah. And um, but unfortunately, we they ran off because like they because they had started jumping the one bird I took took down, yeah. and then um, and then you went after them, and that would have been awesome if we both would have if we would have doubled up that day. Um, yeah. Well, he he got up and ran. He started running away. Like yeah, he started. He got up and started moving. I was like, oh my god, like what happened? Because like he was flopping, 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 and then he popped up, and I'm like is are you are you okay are you good like he's like running off and i'm, I'm like oh here we go um, yep. and then we and then both he, and then he started that wall yeah yeah, yeah. then and he started then, flopping again and yeah. then those birds came back in and then i was able to get like i don't know 40 yards before the birds you know scooted yeah um but that, that would have been dope if we if we would have doubled up that day yeah but yeah. hey there, there's always there's always uh we still got till may 31st bro mm-hmm. All right. plenty of time yep so, so listen, listen, I've got to wrap this up, but not without you. I always ask my guests, listen, because first of all, I wanted to get you on here today because there's no way I could tell this story without you. Because you, like I said, you were the, the main reason it, it was even able to go down. So what I'd like you to do is I always ask my guests, you know, with, you know, new hunters coming into the sport and stuff like that. What is one piece of information that you what would like to share with someone that that you believe need to know as a new hunter um so uh i'll i'll put it the best and i'll bring another good quote in here uh i love quotes Um, (laughs) i love quotes uh this one's gonna be a, a michael jordan quote um in order to succeed you must fail um it's 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 okay to fuck up it's okay to to make the wrong mistakes um and it's not just turkey hunting, of course. It, it's anything you do, but um, deer hunting, turkey hunting, um, anything you do in life. Like you, in order to to learn from experiences, you need to see your faults and where you're wrong. If it did, you hunt the wrong wind. Did you go too far into the bedding area? Did you, you know, um, did you get in too late? Did you wake up late? Did you forget something? Did you, you know, it could be a whole spew of things, but you need to learn from your failures and it's okay to fail and don't ever get down on yourself um, because persistence allows you to be successful. And that's what I think all new hunters should learn is like, you're not, you don't, and what I tell you also is like, you don't become an expert overnight. You have to, you have to learn, you have to, again, fail in order to be successful. So got it. Got it. Thank you, brother, man. Listen, again, thank you for taking the time out to speak with me tonight, to be able to tell this story, this dope-ass story. Um, I don't think this is going to be the last podcast either. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. All right, man. Yo, have a good one and be blessed. Yeah, God bless. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. I hope y'all enjoyed hearing that story as much as I enjoyed telling it with Anthony. Um, I want to thank him again for taking the time out to join me, um, you know, for this episode to share the story with you guys. You know, I got my first bow kill, y'all. I am on the board. Um, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, uh, I'm really excited about that. Thank you guys for joining us and listening to your story about my first turkey hunt. All right. Um, if you really did enjoy this episode, please don't hesitate. Head over to the review section. 
uh hit me off with a five star rating and um you know take it even further and write me a dope ass review i'd really appreciate it um and before i go honestly thank you to while while anthony did take me out on that hunt over the weekend um thank you to everyone you know that has contributed any and every piece of knowledge whether it was you know phone conversations with me or whether it was a you know a quick comment on instagram or you know a message in my dms i truly appreciate it all right it it means the world to me all right you guys have a blessed one